It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 4th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk all about the Magic's upcoming game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll also play the LA Clippers on Sunday. We won't talk about that game quite yet, one game at a time. And then we're going to talk about uh, Nikola Vucevic and his all-star candidacy, or apparently lack thereof as, as the fans not showing Nikola Vucevic any love. We'll, we'll, we'll try and change that. I want you to spread the word out to all your friends that Nikola Vucevic deserves your vote. But before we do all that, I do want to remind you that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's one covering every single team in the NBA, plus a growing number of NFL, MLB, and college teams too. If you have a favorite team, there is probably a Locked On Podcast covering it every single day for your listening pleasure. Definitely check them all out. There's the Locked On NBA podcast too for the national perspective, as well as Locked On Fantasy Basketball for the fantasy basketball perspective. All definitely worth your time. I listen to a whole bunch of them when I can, and certainly I like to listen to, I try to listen to them as I prep for games. So Locked On Timberwolves, or Locked On Wolves, I think it actually is, as well as Locked On Clippers should definitely be on your listen list for the weekend. You can check them all out on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It is your team every day. The Orlando Magic and the Minnesota Timberwolves are sister franchises, but also, ironically, this year have virtually the same record. Orlando at 17-20, and 20, Minnesota at 17-21, and 21, but obviously in that stacked Western Conference, sitting at 17-21 and 21 doesn't get you the same... Uh, same reward that Orlando sitting at 17 and 20 does. In fact, Minnesota now kind of slipping off the pace a bit for that final playoff spot in the Western Conference. Sitting now three, or sorry, uh, four games out of the playoff race. We're starting to finally see some stratification in the Western Conference playoff race. And so Minnesota certainly has their work cut out for them. Obviously, they made the big move to trade Jimmy Butler. Um, brought in some nice players and Dario Saric, Robert Covington to help kind of bolster that team. And, and they have played with some renewed energy. This is a team that that is playing, that can at times play really, really well. Carl um, Anthony Towns is the superstar we all kind of imagined that he could be and has had a really nice season so far. Probably uh, uh, at least a borderline all-star season or perhaps a should-be all-star season. We'll talk about the all-star teams in a bit. But, you know, Minnesota has had their struggles too. Um, their, their overall statistical profile, they got a 109.4 offensive rating, a 110 defensive rating, so a minus .6 net rating, so they're a slightly below 500 team, doing a lot better than the Magic, at least statistically, but 
honestly, when you look at the Wolves, and you and, and I follow a couple of Wolves fans on Twitter, the big discussion is still about Tom Thibodeau and whether he's the right coach for this group, whether he's the guy that can get the most out of this roster. And, and the complaints are still, it's an unimaginative offense with a lot of isolation basketball. And, and they have guys like Carl Anthony Towns who can create in isolation. They have a guy like Derek Rose who is playing not at the MVP level he was a few years ago or with the Chicago Bulls, but is playing at a, a respectable level once again and, and certainly a, a quality point guard option. They've got Andrew Wiggins who has been really up and down for, for a few years now, um, and, and, but he's liable to go off for big games on occasion too. So they've got guys who can put the ball in the basket. It's just about finding the right flow. And and they're coming off a game Wednesday where they got blown out by the Boston Celtics, but a lot of that had to do with injuries. Robert Covington, who's been one of the best, has for a long time been one of the better defenders in the league, has really helped set the tone for their defense, which, you know, their defense, their defensive rating at, sorry, at 110.0 has not been desirable. In fact, the Magic have a better defensive rating. This team is kind of not the typical Tom Thibodeau team in that sense. Their defense is still very much a work in progress, but they're a handful offensively. Uh, Dario Saric has brought an element of ball movement to that team because he is so good at getting into the lane and, and, and driving and dishing. Derek Rose has put a lot more pressure on teams. They've still got veteran in Jeff Teague. Um, they've gotten some good players. they got some guys who can play, and obviously Minnesota still has those playoff aspirations, as they should. That, that should be a team that can compete for the playoffs. If they were in the East, they probably would be a playoff team. But Minnesota is... A hard team to figure um, because they, they, they of that defense. They don't really have that set identity quite yet. And, and Orlando is certainly um, playing really well right now on, on both ends of the floor after after they win in Chicago. Um, they've they've got to feel like they could have they they uh, they should feel like they have some confidence flowing and, and feel like you know this is a game that that if we play our defense, we we force them into that isolation ball, force them to make tough shots that they can win this game on the road, that, that this is a winnable game, especially with how much Minnesota has struggled. Taking a look back at the last 10 games for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Last 10 games for the Minnesota Timberwolves, they've been sort of a middle-of-the-pack team. 111.1 offensive rating, so they're scoring plenty, but giving up 111.4 points per 100 possessions. So again, this Wolves team has just had an issue where their offense works really well. They've got a really strong offense, and that's something certainly Orlando is going to have to deal with and handle. But their defense leaves a lot wanting. Their defense really does struggle, um, and that's atypical of a Tom Thibodeau team. So, if you can get them into those isolation sets, if you can get them to not move the ball and, and kind of wall off the paint a little bit, this is a very gettable team, and, and it's a reason. I think that's the big reason why Minnesota is struggling so much now. Again, they've got the players that can really that can really hurt you if you make mistakes on defense, which their offense has done all year. Uh, but they're 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 definitely a team that has a lot of things that they're still figuring out. Tip off at the Target Center with the Magic sister team is at eight o'clock. The Orlando Magic taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves as this road trip continues. Orlando will then travel to the LA Clippers on Sunday. That game tips off at three thirty. Both games on Fox Sports Florida. If you are in the Orlando area or in Florida. Um, and definitely uh, definitely two big games for the Orlando Magic as they continue on this crazy road trip, leaving the central time zone finally and heading out west to finish off their West Coast games. 
Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Thursday marked the first uh, first unveilment of the returns for the NBA All-Star voting. The the NBA All-Star team uh, currently under voting for, uh, for by the fans. Uh, the fans will make up 50% of the vote. And uh, for Magic fans, at least, there are two things that I think are worth pointing out. Number one, Nikola Vucevic's name is not among the top 10 vote-getters in the front court. The way the way it works, of course, two guards, three front court players will get voted up, voted onto the teams or into the player pool, not the teams, will get voted into the player pool, and then the coaches will select the reserves. Again, two guards, three front court players, and then two wild card players. The other surprising thing as well is the uh, the fans have made two decisions that I think most experts would say are are out of left field. The fans have put Derrick Rose as the second best guard in the Western Conference, the most second most voted for guard in the Western Conference, ahead of James Harden, ahead of Russell Westbrook, ahead of Damian Lillard, ahead of Mike Conley. And while Derrick Rose has had a very fine year, I don't think anyone would say he's an all-star. Certainly, this is a popularity contest. A lot of names carry weight. Vince Carter is in the top 10 among frontcourt players ahead of Nikola Vucevic. But more surprisingly, perhaps, the fans have also voted Dwayne Wade second among guards. And normally, you would think that this isn't that important, but for, for Magic fans hoping to get uh, their man into the All-Star game, at least with the reserves, Dwayne Wade taking up a spot is a big deal. That is one less spot available for Vucevic to make the team. Um, you know, I, I was somewhat projecting that Vucevic might end up taking John Wall's spot, especially if Ben Simmons is considered a guard, which apparently he is. So, so, you know, things, it's still early. It's, you know, only 50% of the votes so certainly could be counteracted by something. Um, you know, I, I get the fans wanting to see Dwayne Wade at the All-Star game, but, you know, the Magic wants some love. The Magic want Nikola Vucevic to get some love too. And unfortunately, you know, the fans don't know much about Nikola Vucevic, of course. The Magic are not on TV at all, not on national TV at all. They're, you know, fighting for the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference, so not... One of the sexier teams in the league. I get it. There's a lot of Celtics. There's a lot of um, a lot of premier team, a lot of premier names on those lists, like Vince Carter, like I said. Um, and, and you know, I think some of it is the way voting is being done this year. Uh, using the using Google instead of Twitter, I think has really taken a lot away from the voting process. You know, I think frankly, the NBA lives on Twitter, and the fact that they they got rid of the, the Twitter voting, I think, was a huge mistake. 
but it's also, I think, made it harder for people to vote. Um, so I think we are going to see some wonky uh, results here uh, on the all-star balloting, at least from the fans. We'll see what the final tally is as far as who ends up starting. Nikola Vucevic was never going to be a starter. Like I said, it's a popularity contest, and nobody knows who Nikola Vucevic is. The Magic have been on national TV probably seven, maybe eight times since the, since the rebuild began. Not a lot of opportunities for fans to really see Nikola Vucevic play. But undoubtedly this year, Nikola Vucevic has played at least at an all-star level. 20.3 points per game, a career high. 11.8 rebounds per game, creeping up on his career high. Um, a 56.8% effective field goal percentage, which even for a center, a career high for him. He takes a lot of jumpers, so he doesn't have the high field goal percentages like most centers do all the time. 3.6 assists per game, a career high, and among the very best passing big men in the entire league. When you look at NBA full season ranks for advanced metrics, which have their flaws, I'll give you that, but when you look at where he ranks among uh, you know, some of these advanced metrics, it's pretty crazy to see where Vucevic is. Among players who average at least, let me pull it up here, among players who average at least 20 minutes per game, 20 minutes per game, So among, so among players who play a lot of minutes, player impact efficiency rating, Nikola Vucevic, which is an NBA.com stat, player impact estimate, I'm sorry, is what, is what it's called on NBA.com, Nikola Vucevic is fifth. Ahead of James Harden, ahead of Kevin Durant, ahead of Nikola Jokic, ahead of Kawhi Leonard, ahead of Paul George. Behind only Giannis, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, and LeBron James. Nikola Vucevic is affecting winning in a very, very major way for the team this year. And every stat shows that. You look at the on-off numbers, that which I've, I've cited several times, that, that, that the Magic are the best with two players on the floor, DJ Augustin and Nikola Vucevic. The Orlando Magic have a plus 3.5 net rating with Vucevic on the floor, a 109 offensive rating and 105.5 defensive rating. Both well better than the team's overall average. Nikola Vucevic is not just putting up numbers. He is affecting winning. He is making the Magic a significantly better team. And there's just no getting around this fact. There's just no getting around it that Vucevic has been a driving force for the team. The big criticism for Vucevic throughout his entire career has been his lack of defensive uh, uh, positioning, uh, uh, versatility, uh, and and, and shot blocking. The shot blocking is not going to be there. He knows that. He said that several times. But what's really changed is his ability to anticipate plays and, and play defense. Vucevic is not just a good defender. 
not just a passable defender, he is a good defender so far this year. For his career to this point, according to basketball reference, Vucevic has had no more, has had, you know, only one season with 3.1 defensive win shares, with three more than three defensive win shares. He's already got 1.9 this year. We're not even halfway through the season. His defensive box plus minus, according to basketball reference, is plus 3.1. So he is well above average for a defensive player. And in fact, he's got a plus 6.7 box plus minus overall because his offense is that much better too. A plus 3.6 offensive box plus minus. So Vucevic has upped his offensive game, which was already very good because he's gotten more into the post. He's passing the ball more efficiently. He's one of the best passing big men in the entire league. But his defense has come up to meet it. He's playing superb on the defensive end. Yeah, there's still some games where he has some of the lapses and some of it's on the guards more than him. But his positioning and his and his anticipation has been that much better. Nikola Vucevic, by the numbers, is absolutely 100% an all-star. The fans have it wrong not voting for him. So go on to Google and vote for him. Go to NBA.com and vote for him because Vucevic deserves your vote. He has earned this recognition, if he can get it. And I'm sure the coaches will definitely consider rewarding him with that. But at the end of the day, what really matters is wins. The Magic have had their share of all-star scares in the last six years. Glenn Davis was playing fantastic before breaking his arm. He had actually just launched his all-star campaign in 2013 when that happened, or 20, December 2012. Aaron Aflalo the following year was probably first or second left out of the All-Star game after a stellar season. And then, of course, Nikola Vucevic in 2015 had his best career year to that point but was left off the ballot as well. And frankly, the reason that happened was because the Magic were out of the playoff race. The Magic were playing inconsequential games already in January. And so, if Vucevic is going to make the All-Star team this year, if he's going to finally be, you know, be the first player since Dwight Howard to make the All-Star team, it's going to happen because the team is winning. It's going to happen because the Magic are playing games that matter. That they are in the playoff race. And everything is still in front of them. The coaches reward players on winning teams. That's why Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum and Serge Ibaka have both had very good seasons. But their all-star candidacy is pinned to the Celtics and Raptors are two of the top teams in the league. Chris Middleton as well. So Vucevic's competition is tough. But again, the numbers bear it out. Vucevic has been one of the best centers in the entire league this year. And whether he makes the game or not is really dependent on whether he can keep the team winning. If he can keep the team in the playoff race, which they are squarely in. 
And again, for Vucevic's all-star campaign, our candidacy, he's got to pick up wins now. In the next two weeks, when obviously all-star voting is happening in the next two weeks, Orlando's got to navigate this difficult part of their schedule and win some games to advertise how good Vucevic really is. I think he's an all-star. I, I, I had him just on the outside when I did it last week, but, but obviously he has played, continued to play extraordinarily well. And with Wall being out, I think he gets in. I'm not 100% sure he gets in if Wade gets in. I will say that much. And so we'll see if Vucevic can continue to deliver. That's obviously the big question. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd, And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at the Magic's cap situation heading into the offseason or heading into the trade deadline, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can also check out our other articles there as well, plus recaps from this weekend's games. The Orlando Magic take on the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Target Center in Minneapolis on Friday at 8 o'clock. Then they'll travel to the West Coast. They'll take on the LA Clippers on Sunday at 3.30, both games on Fox Sports Florida. We'll have complete recaps of those games, talk about those games on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.